What is going on, everyone? It is Anilo Piro back at it with the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast, a Colorado Rocky-centric podcast powered by Mile High Sports. As always, this installment of the 20th and Blake podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. As always, guys, you know, if you have not had the opportunity to go out and check out DraftKings, you know, at some of their various retail locations up at Blackhawk, or uh, online, online at DraftKings, um, you know, all over the social media platforms. You're really missing out if you consider yourself a sports fan and you want to take that uh, that fandom to the next level. You know, sports betting is now legal here in Colorado, as is the daily fantasy market, and it's just it, it's popping right now. And DraftKings, DraftKings is all on top. They're on top of it from start to finish. Um, you know, they've been here since the since the market started up in the back at the end of. Uh, at the end of April, the beginning of May, um, you know, they are the premier players when it comes to daily fantasy and sports betting here in Colorado. So do me a favor, go online, check out those guys at, online at DraftKings. Uh, really good company, putting out really good, uh, they put out a really good product, really good service. Um, just, it, this is the new dawn, guys. I mean, we're talking 2020, you know, sports betting is legal, daily fantasy is legal. You know, you can wager your money and you can win some money and DraftKings is uh, is there to help you with that. So be sure to check them out online at DraftKings. But uh, this is a baseball podcast, so let's go ahead and talk about them Colorado Rockies. And it's really a nice little start for this team. And I'm not trying to say that I predicted it by any means, but in the back of my mind, and you know, if you've read my articles and if you've listened to the previous podcast, you know, I said, don't be surprised if this team can get off to a little bit of a hot start. And, you know, they're really only scoring one or two more runs away from being undefeated. You know, possibly the only undefeated team in the league right now. Um, so the Rockies right now, they're sitting with a record of 4-1. and one. Uh, They opened up the season, as you guys remember, with five games away from Coors Field, three of which were in Texas, and then two uh, two-game series in Oakland. And um, to be frank, you know, the Rockies have looked really, really good in just about every single game they've played except the first one. You know, they were unable to score... Uh, any runs in the first game, uh, but besides that, they've been really, really nice, um, both with, with their pitching and on the offensive side. So uh, they lost, like I said, opening day on the 24th of July, uh, nothing one to nothing against the Rangers. But they followed that up uh, on Saturday with a three to two win against the Rangers. We saw John Gray look really nice, and then Kyle Freeland followed that up with a win, and uh, the Rockies won 5-2 on Sunday. And then, uh, obviously, the day off, and now they, they just finished up a two-game series against the Oakland Athletics, in which they won both games handily, 8-3 to and 5-1. to So you've got to love it if you're a Rockies fan right now, especially because, you know, given that this is a 60-game season, the scale is, like, for every game is essentially 2.7 games in a traditional season. So... I mean, I, this isn't totally right, but I, I remember hearing something or reading something that like this four and one record is like the equivalent of the Rockies being nine and two right now or something like that. Um, and like, listen, all these games matter. And, and I think the big thing here is the fact that the Rockies were able to win two road series, you know, off the bat, um, you know, against teams that they're not necessarily experienced against. I mean, the Rangers and the Athletics, you know, they're, they're American League West opponents, you know, the, the Rockies, they don't really mess with those teams all that much. So to see them come out strong and, you know, put forth a solid effort, you know, both from the offense and from the pitching staff. The pitching staff looked really nice, um, especially the bullpen. You know, some, there were some high-pressure situations. Wade Davis was tested early on. You've seen Jairo Diaz, you know, get tested. Yancy Almonte. Antonio Sensatella, you know, in his start the other day, I think he had the bases loaded with one out in the first inning, and he managed to navigate away his way around that. So, um, you know, it's not like the Rockies have just been out here manhandling teams and cruising to victories. I mean, like I said, their second game against the Rangers was one run, was a one-run win, 3-2. to two. Um, And then Oakland, you know, they're no pushover. They, they had won, I believe, two games entering that, se- entering that series. So 
Um, it's looking good for the Rockies, who are, you know, I, this is a Thursday that I'm recording this on the 30th. Uh, the Rockies are off today, and they're going to start that seven-game home se- homestand tomorrow, the 31st, against the San Diego Padres. And, uh, you know, this is where it gets really interesting because the San Diego Padres are also, you know, they're they're looking pretty good right now. Um, let, me, let me pull up their standings real quick. Yeah, the Padres, they're sitting with a record of 4-2, and two, so we're talking only a one-game difference, half-game behind of the division standings. And, I mean, at this point, you know, like we said, this was going to be a 60-game pennant race, and this is kind of what it is. So, you know, I know that they've only played five games, but these five games are very, very important for the Rockies. So we'll have to see how that pans out. But the Dodgers also with a record of 4-2. and two. Um, but but just a, a really big grand opportunity here for the Rockies to maybe get some early separation on the division, which could prove to be critical as the season progresses. So they're going to play a two-game split against the uh, San Diego Padres and then a four-game series against the San Francisco Giants. So, you know, if you can win – or no, a three-game series against the Padres, excuse me. Um, if you can win, you know – I don't know, maybe if you can get two or three at home against San Diego and then, you know, pick up three or four against San Francisco, you're going to be in a pretty damn good position, you know, especially with the playing teams like the Mariners after that, you know, who are not that, who are really not that good. Um, You know, it's just the schedule is so interesting when you think about it, because it's like, imagine, imagine the Rockies go three, so they four, seven and two on this next road, on this next skid, or on on this next homestand. You know, they're going to be in really prime positions with like, you know, 11, 12 wins there, if they can, you know, pull out seven, eight wins, you know, who knows how the Dodgers perform? Who knows how the Padres perform? You know, these are all critical, um, critical series. And oof, it's just, it's so interesting. It, it really is because we've seen teams, you know, like the Red Sox just struggle off the bat. We've seen, you know, but we've seen teams like the Rockies, you know, excel and the Mets, you know, they've done all right. You know, we've seen the Yankees, you know, go back and forth and, you know, the Rockies, you know, having been down at Coors Field, leading up to the start of the season, you know, they were very adamant that the healthiest team was going to win the whole shebang or was going to have the best chance to win the whole shebang. And the Rockies are pretty damn healthy right now. Uh, and, and the, you know, they talked about how working out at Coors Field could potentially be an advantage for them. You know, we didn't really see an offensive drop-off, you know, having been at altitude for about a month and then going down to Texas and Oakland. You know, how, how are they going to respond coming back on that seven-game homestand? I don't know. You know, it, hopefully, hopefully they respond in a big way. But, you know, if you're a Rockies fan... You have to be really, really happy with how this first uh, portion of the of the games have played out. Um, seriously, I, I think it's like you've already played like 10% of your road schedule, I think, if you're the Rockies for this year, which is just absolutely insane. Um, so to come out of that with a winning record, only losing, you know, one game over the course of those five, I mean, you've got to just – that's something to hang your hat on if you're the Rockies and if you're above black. But um, let, let's go ahead and kind of – let's talk about some positions here and just some notable takeaways um, that I have kind of noticed here over the course of the first couple of uh, series and, and, and the games and everything like that. Um, but we'll start with the pitching, obviously, because I think that's going to be the most important part for the Rockies. Um, Herman Marquez has now made two nice starts for the Rockies. He did get that opening day loss against the uh, Texas Rangers, but the Rockies failed to score any runs. But uh, they picked him up, uh, the Rockies did yesterday with that win, that series win, uh, clinching win against the Oakland Athletics. Marquez looking real nice in that game. Six innings pitched, four hits, only one earned run, and eight punch outs. His ERA right now is looking at one. He's uh, sitting at 1.54. So that's that's all nice. And then, you know, behind him, we had Carlos Estevez, you know, the wild thing. I don't even know if that's his nickname anymore. And uh, Jairo Diaz picked up an inning, and then Yancy Almonte. So, you know, we're, no way Davis, Scott Oberg is obviously still on the injured list. So, 
you know, Bud Black uh, going with some different guys in some high-pressure situations, and it's not like the Rockies were up a ton. You know, they they did have a five-to-one lead, and they added three insurance runs in the eighth and the ninth inning. But you know, that that was a close game for majority of the game. So I mean, you look at that seventh inning, you know, thrown by Estevez, huge, absolutely huge to keep that you know knotted up or keep the score as is. Um, you know, so this is going to be big. You know, it, you can't just rely on Scott Oberg. You know, and relying on Scott Oberg didn't get the Rockies very far last year because he was the only real reliable pitcher that they had. And you know, I also kind of saw on Twitter and social media. I think Brian Shaw was you know kind of giving the Rockies some grief and flack. He was like, "Oh, the only reason you know Jake McGee and I were cut was because uh, for financial reasons." You know. And that's not true. I've been seeing both of those guys get shelled, you know, with their new homes. I believe one's with Seattle and one's with the Dodgers. Um, and, you know, the Rockies, they they have a handful of young pitchers that I think they want to get a sense of what they've got with them. You know, 60-game season, you know, why, you know, I don't know what the, re- you know, Jake McGee and Brian Shaw, you know, they really, they, they sucked. You know, McGee had some, some moments here there, but Shaw sucked. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean... They decided to go in a different direction, and as of right now, through the first five games, it's looking like it's a wise decision, because I wonder what would have happened if, if you know, Bud Black went to Jake McGee or Brian Shaw in some of those situations. You know, guys that have already been getting shelled this year. Um, so, so who knows? But um, we're going to get John Gray on the mound tomorrow, uh, Saturday, or not to wait, what's today? Sorry, I'm looking at the calendar, and this is all confusing. Yeah, Saturday the 1st, when the Rockies play the pot, or, sorry, it's because... You guys ever that this has ever happened to you when it's like you're looking at like the the grid calendar and like the 31st on August like July 31st comes up on the August calendar with nothing on it because it's like it's just so confusing so sorry um, the Rockies open that series against the Padres tomorrow night uh, and we're gonna get John Gray on the mound for that Gray um, with a no decision in his start against the Rangers but a 1.93 ERA he looked nice at that start you know real nice fastball command with uh, the offsetting breaking pitches as well. Um, so I'm very curious to see how John Gray, um, you know, rallies. You know, he uh, one thing he did struggle with in his last start was the was the command to an extent. Uh, he walked three people. He only went four and two thirds innings. Only allowed three hits, one earned run, and like I said, the three walks. Um, so not awful, but definitely you know some improvement. So hopefully that was just Gray having to get the kinks out here. Um, but um, I mean that's all that's all you could ask for from him too. Is you know, you're putting the team in a competitive position, and the offense picked up the slack in that game. And, you know, the offense is so dang good that, you know, you should be able to overcompensate here a little bit. You know, you don't need John Gray to be Cy Young-esque or an elite ace or anything like that. You just need him to be serviceable night in and night out to give you innings and eat innings and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that that's great. And then another pitcher that we have to keep an eye on, of course, is Kyle Freeland. Um, Freeland, I think, is the most important pitcher in this Rockies rota- rotation this season. Being because that being because I think Herman Marquez is going to have a nice year, as do I think John Gray is. You know, Freeland, if he can put it together like he did a couple seasons ago, they could be in a really nice position with their starting rotation in the sense that they're going to have three consistent, reliable arms at the top of their rotation with Sentatella and someone like Chichi Gonzalez rounding it out. So I would absolutely love it if, uh, I mean, I think Rockies fans would too, if Freeland can get his head on straight and, and remain consistent this season. And he looked pretty dang good in his first outing. Six innings pitched. He allowed four hits, two earned runs. Another guy that struggled with command with the three walks. But um, five punch outs for the lefty. So that's looking good um, for Kyle Freeland. But, you know, you can live with this stat line, especially in the first start over six innings. You know, four hits, two earned runs. It's the walks that are going to kill him in the long run. So, 
you know, you got to cut him some slack as we're cutting John Gray some slack here in the early going. But if they, if this Rockies rotation can cut down the walks, you know, especially that top three, they can be in a really, really nice position. So we'll see how, you know, Gray and Freeland respond at home as, as the same with Sentatella. And, you know, maybe we see Chichi Gonzalez make his first start as well. So um, interesting times ahead. You don't want to read too much into the first five games for the, of the Rockies, but they're definitely encouraging. You know, it's better that it goes this way than the other way. You know, you don't want them to go one and five or one and four, you know. Um, so th they're looking good right now, and I'm very curious to see if this team can keep it up. But I want to take a moment here to, once again to tell you guys about our good friends over at DraftKings. The final 22 teams have made their way down to Orlando, guys, and they are ready to get back out on the court. While, while the endings of this year's basketball season will be different than years past, there will be no shortage of excitement. And there is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the top-rated sportsbook app. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all users a special odds boost for the first three days of the season. Bet $20 to win $100 on any team of your choosing, even the Nuggets, guys. I'm going to say that again. Bet $20 to win $100 on any team of your choosing. Taking advantage of this of these slam dunk offers is easy. All you have to do is sign up and navigate the promotions tab within the app. Don't stress if you weren't able to get your bets in before tip-off. DraftKings has you covered with live betting on all games. And if basketball isn't your game, DraftKings offers odds and promotions on sports ranging from MMA to baseball. DraftKings Sportsbook is U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable. Plus, it's easy to deposit and withdraw your funds wherever you want. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code MHS when you sign up for a limited time. All users get a special odds boost when they bet $20 to win $100 on a team of your choosing. That's code MHS and a boost and boost your odds to $20 to win $100. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and eligibility, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So, as always, guys, you know, I got I to gotta show some love to DraftKings. They've been a great sponsor for this show, you know, ever since sports betting became legal here in Colorado. And um, you got to check them out. You know, I'm pretty big into the gambling industry myself right now. Um, you know, been been, you know, throwing a couple shekels here and there on the Rockies, you know, trying to keep it interesting. But um, DraftKings, you know, they do a great job. You know, they, they provide a lot of information, a lot of data. Their, their app is smooth. And, and like I said, you know, in the promo here, they're trusted. They're reliable. They've been around. You know, they're, they're, they're you know, it's hard to say that they're a legacy company in the betting industry because it's only been legal for so long. But, you know, they, they got in on this at the ground floor. So, you know, they, they've been through, you know, the highs and the lows and, and the ins and the outs. So, you know, check these guys out at DraftKings. They are just the, the, an incredible option for all things sports betting here in Colorado. So check them out online at DraftKings on social media as well. Do me a favor there, guys. And don't forget to use code MHS when you sign up with them. So uh, back to the baseball. Let's uh, let's talk about the offense here a little bit. You know, I think, you know, it's doing what you want. The, you know, the, the offense is looking nice. You know, I, I don't want to dive all that deep into it because, again, it, it's a small sample size. But, you know, Nolan's looking nice. Trevor's got a pair of home runs. David Dahl's hitting 444 right now. Uh, you know, Matt Kemp drove in a run in that Texas series. So, um, you know, you got to like what you see from the offense as well. You know, this is a really, really stacked team uh, offensively. We all know that. And, you know, that's why I was so excited to see how Matt Kemp was going to fit into this lineup. I believe if you listen to the, the last podcast, that's when I had talked about Daniel Murphy's potential impact. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, you know, give him some time to warm up. But I actually do know this. Uh, listening to the to the Rockies broadcast, you know, 
they have talked about how last season the broken finger and, and all the kind of injuries that came with it, and the, you know, and the frustrations that came with it, that really limited Murph throughout the entirety of the season. So he was never truly able to settle into that groove at the plate, you know, which he's done in the past with teams like the Mets and the Nationals and the Cubs for a minute. So, um, you know, you got to you got to give him, uh, you got to get, you got to cut him some slack. I think he's going to pick it up. You know, Arenado's going to continue to do his thing. McMahon's going to get hitting. You know, Sam Hilliard. You know, this is a this is a young team with a lot of potential here, guys. A, a lot of potential. Um, and you know, I've been in on it. You know, since the start. You know, I've been covering this team. This is my fifth year covering the team. And while I never thought that this team had the potential to you know win the World Series in a traditional season, I've always said that I think that this shortened season, the sixty games, is going to really profile to the strengths of the Rockies because they're going to have. A crap ton of offense. Their pitching doesn't have. Their pitching's only going to have to make you know ten to fifteen starts as opposed to thirty. Um, it's a lot less stressful. You can go. You know, it's a sprint instead of a marathon. And you know, like I said, the Rockies traditionally, you know, they have a history of getting out to hot starts and performing well. Um, you know, and, and performing well in the months of April and May and the beginning parts of June, and they usually start to hit that wall right at the end of June and around that Fourth of July holiday. And, you know, that doesn't have to happen this year. You know, this is a team that if they can catch fire, which we've kind of seen them start to do here, you know, out of the gate, you know, maybe they maybe we're talking about another October run. You know, who knows? You know, and, and the other thing is, you know, John Gray, Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez, Nolan Arenado, David Dahl, Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, Tony Walters. Um, you know, these are all guys that were on the 2017 and 2018 squads like the core is still very, very much intact. So, you know, I, I just think that, you know, it, it would have been stupid to say the Rockies would have won the division or, or you know, win the World Series. You know, that's not logical thinking, you know, based off the way that this team is constructed. But these adverse, you know, situations, adding the DH to the, NA, to the NL, um, the three batter minimum, that kind of stuff could play to the Rockies' advantage. And I think we've kind of seen that happen here so far. Um, again, Listen, I could be totally wrong. You know, here in two, three weeks, they could be totally out of it and just an awful ball club. You know, until then, I, I, I have faith that this team could maybe turn some heads and who knows, maybe not make the play. You know, there's an expanded playoff this system this year. So, you know, maybe they maybe they could make the playoffs. But I think this team's going to be a lot better than people expected. Um, you know, the over-under win total was set at 27.5 for the Rockies, which I thought was absurdly low. Um, you know, we're already like a quarter of, you know, we're already like 10%, 15% of the way there with their wins. Um, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just think that the Rockies don't get enough credit for, for the talent that they have. And, um, I think, you know, on the surface, a lot of people just like to discredit the Rockies because they play at altitude and, and the ballpark course field and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, there's a lot of adverse factors, you know, that have affected the Rockies over the years and talent has certainly not been one of them. Um, you know, the Rockies are a very, very talented bunch. It's about aligning that talent and getting, you know, all that talent to fire, you know, on all cylinders. So, it's going to be interesting, guys. I'm really excited to see how this team continues to progress. You know, they've got a, a nice opportunity here against the Padres and then followed by that four-game series against the Giants at home. So we'll see if they can take advantage of this before, um, you know, as the season starts to really get rolling here. And uh, let's see. The Rockies are going to play three, four, seven. They're uh, going to play 10, 13 more games. They're going to play 13 games or 14 games in a row now without an off day um, starting on Friday. So, that's going to be two weeks of continuous baseball, which is definitely going to be strenuous and is probably not going to be easy on the guys. So I think, you know, this two-week stretch with games against the Padres, the Giants, the Mariners, and the, and the uh, Diamondbacks, 
this is going to be pretty telling as to what this team is made of and if this team you know has what it takes to survive the wear and tear and the grind of this short 60 game sprint of the season so I think they're up for it I think uh, they believe that they're up for it and the Rockies certainly in my opinion have the talent to put forth a run so we'll have to see but uh, let's put a bow on this podcast guys as always this installment of the 20th and Blake podcast is presented by DraftKings America's top rated sportsbook app be sure to check out our friends online at DraftKings and on their social media they are the leaders in daily fantasy sports betting and all that good stuff here in Colorado so be sure to check them out online at DraftKings um, but yeah we'll see you know it, we'll be back next week with another installment of the 20th and Blake podcast where we'll go over what the heck is going on through the San Diego and San Francisco series so hopefully some good news to report but right now the ball is in the Rockies court you know they are in the driver's seat and if they continue to play well they could very well you know end up with a spot in the postseason um, come the end of the year but um, still plenty of games you know 40 plus games to play to decide that but uh that's going to do it for me, folks. Anilo Piro signing off. Hope you guys like this podcast. Again, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. We'll be back at it next week. Be sure to stay up to date with everything online at MileHighSports.com. You can follow me on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Media by AP. But uh, be sure to like and rate this podcast online on iTunes, Spreaker, all that good stuff. But uh, I'm going to get on out of here, folks. Really appreciate you guys listening, and we'll talk to you next week.